Hello and welcome to the Igniting Your Dynamic Self series. I'm Wendy Bjork, founder of HeartsandWellness.com. If this is your first show with me, I'm the Empress of MS and a key opinion leader on multiple sclerosis. Over 12 million people tune in to Yellowstone, making it the most watched show across all of TV in 2022. Naturally, the majority of those viewers tuned into the spinoff 1923. As a fan of both shows, I am horrified as well as grateful that light is finally being shed on the dark, almost forgotten history of government residential boarding schools that were commonplace all across the U.S. and Canada from 1801 until 1969. In the show 1923, the character Tiona Rainwater is the victim of one of these awful boarding schools where abuse was rampant and many children never returned home. These traumas and wounds have been felt deeply through generations of families. Can you imagine having your children forcibly taken away from you, from your home, and shipped off to a boarding school to learn a completely different way of life, wear completely different clothing, forced to partake in different spiritual practices and beliefs, being turned into a completely different child with a new name, and you don't have any rights in the matter? According to the Federal Indian Boarding School Initiative Investigative Report, dated May of 2022, there were 408 boarding schools in operation, across 37 states, or then territories, including 21 schools in Alaska and 7 in Hawaii. Outside the scope of the Federal Indian Boarding School Initiative, the department identified over 1,000 other federal and non-federal institutions, including Indian day schools, sanitariums, asylums, orphanages, and standalone dormitories that may have involved the education of thousands of Native American American Indian, Alaska Native, Native Hawaii, people, and children. The Federal Indian Boarding School System deployed systematic, militarized, and identity alteration methods to attempt to assimilate the Native children through education and the following. Renaming Indian children from Indian to English names. Cutting the hair of Indian children. Discouraging or preventing the use of Native languages, religions, and cultural practices. And finally, organizing the children into units to perform military drills. The federal Indian boarding school system predominantly included manual labor of these children as part of their school curriculum, which included livestock and poultry raising, dairying, western culture production, fertilizing, lumbering, brick making, agriculture, cooking, garment making, irrigation system development, and working on the railroad system. The federal Indian boarding school system focused on manual labor and vocational skills that left the graduates with employment options that were often irrelevant to the industrial U.S. economy, which further disrupted tribal economies. Boarding school rules were often enforced through punishment, including corporal punishment such as solitary confinement, flogging, withholding food, whipping, slapping, and cuffing. They regularly made the older children punish the younger children. During the 19th and 20th centuries, these boarding schools forced the adoption of the religious denomination of that school. Throughout the country, thousands of Native students died from disease and hunger. Many were physically abused and tortured in these institutions. In many cases, the students were forced to perform heavy labor and were given little or no medical attention. The schools also had zero respect or tolerance for any traditional values as the object was to remove all evidence of cultural history. When the federal government first began to implement boarding schools, they were under the jurisdiction 
of the Bureau of Indian Affairs. The agency had an overarching goal of assimilation, and it was not uncommon for educators to have a prejudice against the Native students. The Carlisle Indian Industrial School was the first boarding school for Native American children in the United States. It was located on the grounds of a military barracks in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. The goal of the school was to assimilate Native American children into society. At the school, students learned a variety of subjects including rudimentary science, art, music, and cooking. Most of the students eventually entered the labor force. This plan was the most ambitious of its time. Aside from introducing them to civilization, Christian missionaries were also charged with encouraging them to abandon traditional cultures. As such, they were required to wear military-style clothing as soon as they arrived. The school's curriculum was divided into two parts, an industrial program and a curriculum for the academic study of English and the arts. Half of the day was spent on the industrial program, which taught the children how to work in society. Other activities included art, music, and a strong emphasis on reading and writing. Some students at the Carlisle School died of smallpox and tuberculosis. Other students just did not cope with the separation, understandably, from their parents and died. One former student wrote about her time at the Carlisle School. She wrote about the trauma of being confined to a dress and made to sleep in a bed with many other children around her, and the stress of having to take care of her younger siblings. Her work was later published in Harper's Monthly. The Interior Department has said, that with further investigation, the number of known student deaths could climb to the thousands or even tens of thousands. Each of those children is a missing family member, a person who is not able to live their purpose on this earth because they lost their lives as part of this terrible system, said U.S. Interior Secretary Deb Halen, whose own paternal grandparents were sent to boarding schools for several years. Tribal leaders have also pressed the agency to ensure that any children's remains that are found are properly cared for and delivered back to their tribes if desired. To prevent them from being disturbed, the burial sites will not be publicly disclosed. At a recent news conference, Halen choked back tears as she described how the boarding school era perpetuated poverty, mental health disorders, substance abuse, and premature death in many indigenous communities. Recognizing the impacts of the Federal Indian Board of School system cannot just be a historical reckoning, she said. We must chart a path forward to deal with these legacy issues. The agency is now in the process of pouring through thousands of boxes, containing more than 98 million pages of records, with help from many indigenous people who had to work through their own trauma and pain. Accounting for the number of deaths will be difficult because records weren't always kept. A second volume of the report will cover the burial sites as well as the federal government's financial investment in the schools and the impacts of the boarding schools on indigenous communities, the Interior Department said. It has so far identified at least 53 burial sites at or near boarding schools. Not, unfortunately, all have marked graves. One has to wonder what our country might be like if the early settlers from Europe had chosen to assimilate to the Native American way of life. How many lives would have been saved by not being at war and by adopting the Native culture? Perhaps hundreds of thousands of natives and settlers would have survived. My hope is through education, these atrocities are never repeated, and that the victims and their cultures will continue to be honored, as there is plenty of work to be done. Each and every one of us can make a difference. And if there's any support I can provide, feel free to visit heartsofwellness.com backslash you 
and bookmark the site because I will be back soon.